Snacks and gravel. Snacks and gravel. Snacks and gravel. Snacks and gravel. Hey, Travis. What, what's going on, Ev? We got an, we're recording another episode right now. Oh, this, this is false? This is false. Oh, it is false? Yeah. Oh, cool. I got my friend Josh here again. Josh is here. He's clicky-clacking around. Clicky-clacking. He's clicky-clacking. Hey, we got a new Patreon supporter. We do. What's what, his name? Again? What's their name? Michael Cameron. <laughs> Michael Cameron. <laughs> Michael Cameron. Michael Cameron. Thank you, Michael. If you want to support Fellow us on... Fellow worker. Yeah. Fellow worker Michael Cameron. If you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash this is false. I like that you say forward slash, not just slash. Because then there's like the are, people, are people putting backslashes in their URLs? I don't know. Is that a thing? I have no idea. Huh. What if no. you want to... I don't, I, I don't, I'm not even going to pretend to know anything about how the internet works. I've tried to call the internet before. I have not. Anyway. Uh, this is a long episode. It's a long episode and it's a motherfucker of an episode. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I don't know, like, it's heavy. Yeah. Because we talk about, like, Mike Harris, who should be in prison, and we talk about Fuck people, people like, healthcare workers dying and Ipperwash and but I think politicians traveling. But we also talk about. Drew Dilkins is scintillating top 10 YQG accomplishments for Mo, 2020. Mo is on the edge of his seat for that one. Yeah, that one's pretty deep in there. If you're looking for that one up the top, yeah, maybe just fast forward to the end. Yeah, you're going to need to get like three quarters of the way through the podcast. Yeah, uh, It's a long episode, but we said some things that, I mean, I don't want to brag, but are kind of important. Plus, yeah. you have Also, my... this entire thing is false, and this is all parody satire. Yeah, exactly. None of this... St- yeah, keep that in mind. Everything <laughs> that we do is alleged... And we're just joking. It's all jokes. It's just jokes. It's, all, it's jokes. all for the jokes. If we're not laughing, it's because it's that kind of humor. Exactly. It's because we're so we're so in tune with our own humor that mm-hmm. we're just you know. Also, yeah, like I've had like three hours of sleep, so that I think might be a little bit apparent in the episode. Mm, I don't know. I but, think you're always hard on yourself. You shouldn't say that. Oh, okay. I think Thank you're you. always great. Ah. And and the people agree. My angelic voice is still throughout the podcast, though. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, Kentucky Fried Communism. Oh, yeah. Coming your way. We're, yeah. You know, we'll get there. Yeah, it's, you're, you, there's a lot. Strap in, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so, um, well, it's been a bit of a time Yeah. here in Windsor. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's been horseshit. It's really bad. <laughs> like it's really, it's it's um. I'm just gonna turn my things up so I can hear Mo better. Okay. He's still super quiet. He is really quiet. <laughs> this is just the worst. It's almost over, Travis. Don't worry. Is it almost over because I'm gonna no drive my car no. into the river? No. Is that why it's almost over? Well, that's every Windsorite's dream, but uh, no, I don't. I don't think our time has come quite yet. We've all, we've all was, fantasized about it. Yeah, but I was thinking about it, and I don't because there's parts of that um, railing where it's like the the railing right beside the river where you could definitely, if you went fast enough, take that out without even really. Oh, the one right here, like every West End street. If you're just yeah. driving down, everyone has thought about that's not going to stop me. No, it won't. <laughs> It won't, because I'm pretty sure it's aluminum or something. Yeah. Just, and you have a little bit of a berm to go down, but if you build up enough speed on the street... You can for sure, as long as you don't hit one of the statues, like one of the sculptures that's like oh, kind of yeah. hidden behind, because some of those are like... Yeah, but I know where those are. I can miss those. That's true. Actually, if you just go down Curry, 
you can right right here you can you can go straight in i think there might be a tree there actually <laughs> i'm thinking about it is it my piss tree because there's that one tree that at cider committee that i always go to pee at i can't remember which one i'm like a at. dog because i'm like where's my tree <laughs> is the only tree that works yeah yeah. It's my spot. I feel like I have pretty good like I, I feel like I have a pretty good scope on like who's coming. Yeah, you do. And like yeah. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my life. Bo's just either not laughing or he's laughing too quiet. Haram bro. That's haram. What's that? We that's haram. We don't make those kind of jokes where I'm from. <laughs> You're no, still that's, so that's hilarious. I just wanted to pause for effect. <laughs> kind of my gimmick these days. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> yeah, we just it's the only thing fun. that people laugh at anymore. <laughs> we have to. You have to. Like honestly, you have to laugh at the world as it is. Oh, you absolutely do. You can't not laugh at this shit because it'll just it'll just kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have to find the humor in this. Your guts will rot hellscape. out if you don't laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah, no It'll, lie. Yeah. No. Like, so, ha, 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 Like, we don't really have time to go too deep into it, but I was listening to this story about Andrew Cuomo, uh, governor <laughs> of New York, and uh, and COVID, and so he, he's instituted all these fucking rules for vaccine administration in New York, and, um, like, one of them is that he, there's a there's a very strict list, right? There's a list of like here are the people who get the vaccine and here's the order they get it in. Yeah. Right. Which I guess is fair enough, but at the same time, everyone has to get vaccinated for this to work. Yeah. So like, there's no wrong arm to put it in. I understand that you got to put it in that you got to prioritize, but but what's happening is he has also attached a fine. He said that you can only get a vaccine at a hospital, which is just, first of all, it's like what That's the fuck? Completely fucking. Why are you ridiculous. doing that? It's just because he wants to make the fucking hospital CEOs happy. Yeah. Um, and then he he said basically that uh, if you're caught jumping someone, then you can be fined anywhere from ten thousand to a million dollars, like the, the the hospitals. But don't they have a sur a massive surplus of vaccines? Well, this is the problem you see because they have an expiration date on them, and so what's oh happening my is God. what's happening is oh that God. the hospitals are not wanting to risk the fine. So rather than when there's like two days and they have, there was, so there was a story, it was like two days and there was 10,000 vaccines at this one hospital that were just sitting waiting to be put in someone's arm. And they were like afraid of getting the penalty. So they just fucking put them down the drain. Now imagine for a second being the fucking scientists <laughs> who spent the last goddamn year coming up with this like brand new fucking state of the art Tirelessly. vaccination style Tirelessly. that is like the r the mrna thing which is a like listen humans we are fucking incredible when we want to be yeah because that is some crazy shit that we pulled off when we're given the fucking yeah resources when there's to money be. behind it yeah turns out you can make a vaccine in like four months yeah and imagine being one of those things spending your life doing this putting yourself at risk and all, and and then you you actually succeed. And you're like, I have saved the world. We have done it. And we're just humanity will it. make it through this. And then capitalism, <laughs> and the dipshit motherfuckers that run things, are just allowing people to dump 
this incredible life-saving vaccine down the fucking drain. If you can't, I'm sorry, but if you can't laugh at that, I know I'm not laughing on the inside. I'm dying laughing, I swear. But it's like someone it's like someone from Starfleet is coming and they're like, "Hey, so how's that you're what? You're doing what? <laughs> you but you have it. You have so much of it. But you, you can make it you can make as much as you want. You can make as much as you want. You can't have a pharmacist do it. Why can't oh, you have a pharmacist do it? Pfizer and Moderna can't handle it. Oh, well you can just <laughs> give it to other scientists Why can't and have them do it. Nurse do it. Like I mean, I mean not even I mean just like Pfizer and Moderna could make more of the vaccine, but because they are limited, oh, God. but they could just give the fucking blueprints of the vaccine to a pro- to even public health units to make. But this, this we're is, not doing that. This is how I know we're fucked because like I already knew we were fucked, but we're extra fucked. Oh, we're totally fucked because it's like you. This this is the situation. This is the world fucking situation where it should be like this is the time for us to set aside all of the profit bullshit and all of that and that we just we just gotta get we just gotta suck it up get this one thing out just do it just give it to everyone Mm -hmm. this is the time for us to do that but it's not really for people who yeah make money because they just want to make money so the like right it's proven how these people have made more and have tripled their their wealth even more than that yeah. in the last little bit. But the other, so like, obviously they're going to take full advantage, which they continue to do uh, here in Canada and in the States. But the, I didn't know about the expir, expiration date. I knew it was hard for it to be tr- like uh, delivered or whatever, or transported, but I had no idea about this expiration. So didn't Canada yeah. order like way more vaccines than we actually need by like yeah. three times or something like that. And yeah, and as did. of as of a few days ago, seventy two percent of our ordered vaccines were still sitting in freezers. My. Now I don't know what the different I don't know how these expiry dates happen, but I do also know that there was a Walgreens in Louisville, Kentucky that was like, Hey, we're about to have all these vac- vaccination doses expire. If you want a vaccination, come on down to Walgreens and pay for one. Just give them the, to them. Just put them. Just this is the easiest decision in the world, capitalists. This is what I'm saying. This God is how I know it. we're fucked. They don't. They don't even care that the the system they rely on is going to fucking collapse under this shit. They just want the short term profit. It is such blatant psychopathy that even I'm shocked by it. Yeah. And we all Someone know. Someone doesn't remember Martin Shkreli. Well, he's one asshole. This is a whole system. <laughs> yep. Like we're so fucking doomed. Yeah, we're fucked. We're so, we're so doomed. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, but this also gives me hope, because everyone sees it. That's the. This is. I I always have a hard time when it comes to this because then I don't want people to be like, you just want everything to get bad so that everything goes. You but know, you know it, what? It fucking works. It's already. Yeah, I thank you, <laughs> and I'm like I don't I don't want to be like an accelerationist or anything like that. But at the same time, this is. It's already happening all the time. It's just when it's public and people can see it, it makes it more useful for the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to read something if that's okay with both of you. I'm gonna give me a second to find it. Go here. for it. This uh so so you know how we routinely we like to talk about Verso books on this program. Mhm. The best of the best. The Sponsor best of the best please. indeed. Um so Verso books announced a new book coming out today by uh Andreas Malm called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. 
<laughs> which right, just yeah. just fantastic book title. Like it's great. <laughs> a libertarian walks into a bear <laughs> and how to blow up a pipeline. <laughs> These are the two conversations we're having. <laughs> oh God! So this is obviously in reference to the um, the pipeline protest, Standing Rock specifically, but this applies to every situation under capitalism. So I'm just going to read this little excerpt from the book, okay? Okay. The rich are not perturbed by the smell of the blazing trees. They do not worry at the sights of islands sinking. They do not run from the roar of the approaching hurricanes. Their fingers never need to touch the stalks from withered harvests. Their mouths do not become sticky and dry after a day with no drinking. To appeal to their reason and common sense would evidently be futile. The commitment to the endless accumulation of capital wins out every time. After the past three decades, there can be no doubt that the ruling classes are constitutionally incapable of responding to the catastrophe in any other way than by, ex by expediting it. They can do nothing but burn their way to the end. And so we are still here. We erect our camps of sustainable solutions. We march, we block, we stage theaters, we hand over a list of demands to ministers, we chain ourselves, we march the next day too. And business still continues very much as usual. At what point do we escalate? When do we conclude that the time has come to also try something different? When do we start physically attacking the things that consume our planet and destroy them with our hands? Is there a good reason we haven't, or is there a good reason we have waited this long? Oh, man. <laughs> that gets me in the fucking feels, man. Just saying. Just putting it out there. <laughs> I'm glad you put that out there. How you feeling about that, Mo? It's brutal. Oh, my yeah. God. That's brutal. <laughs> but, like, uh, the, the end of it makes me very hopeful because it's true. We have to escalate. Yeah. Our tactics are not working. It's true. And I'm, I'm not talking you, like, us three, because we'll just get arrested. Yeah, it's easy to arrest three people, but <laughs> yeah. this is why organizing is so important. Yeah. It's never been more important to actually organize and for people on the left to get their shit together. But spontaneous, spontaneous uh, movements are often the most effective. And I feel like we're on the precipice of a massive spontaneous movement. We already are seeing one. Yeah. We already are seeing one in a lot, in a lot of cities in the United States. But like... We really need a wider one, Josh. Oh my god, Josh, how itchy is it? <laughs> I thought that was the clackety-clack of a keyboard. That's so funny. No, it's my dog just being like, why did you bathe me? <laughs> but he's so cute. <laughs> he's the cutest fucking dog I've ever seen in my life. Look at him. <laughs> oh god, okay. Sorry. Mo. <laughs> so, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> so you said yeah. something mo uh so i'll just i'll just um read read this this headline you said something earlier about um how i you said something about the the salary of rich people i don't remember exactly what it was now no this is probably an episode ago but yeah they make a lot of money they no you, you were just you just said it like earlier because i put my finger up and i was like segue time but then we missed it Ooh. um <laughs> But here's, the, here's an ad break. Go for it. <laughs> this is from Narcity. Canada's top CEOs will make an average person's yearly salary before noon today. And that was on January 4th. <laughs> that was yesterday. They've made double your salary, triple, quadruple all of our salaries. Mo, I don't know if you can... Well, you can't see this, but I, I want you to know that my eyes have gone glassy. <laughs> and I have a thousand yard stare. She's dreaming of fire, folks. It's I, in my eyes. You know that Elmo 
that's like that gif that's Elmo and he's got his arms raised and like there's fire behind him. Mm-hmm. Current current Ev. Yeah. By the way, the average person's salary in Canada is fifty three thousand four hundred eighty two dollars. Just for reference. Yep. Twice as much as I've ever made in my life. Yep. I can't. Uh, I guess I'm the person that averages you out. <laughs> fucking grifting my way into jobs though like come on what's a water maintenance person or something (laughs) must have made a kill i couldn't actually maintain anything (laughs) hey another segue it's just look at this shit so we talked about walkerton last time yo that is a good segue you might be wondering maybe you're maybe i think most most people listen to this podcast actually i know this by for a fact that most people who listen to this podcast are around our age like in the in the 30 to 49 I know Mo's not quite there yet, but it's fine. Uh, I'm in the, almost there. Yeah, in the, thir- in the 30 to 49 age group. So you'll remember Walkerton, if you're in that age group. Um, e. coli in the drinking water of Walkerton, Ontario, killed a bunch of people. Yep. You might be wondering to yourself, who was the premier of Ontario <laughs> at that time? It was our boy, Mike Harris. Mike and Harris. He, Mikey. He was responsible, in fact, for Walkerton in a lot of ways. Mikerton. Basically, now, like 80% of the things that, like, uh, anybody under the age of, like, 25 complains about was almost directly caused by Mike Harris. No lie. Like, yeah. zero yeah, that- lie. Yeah, no, he's... We talked about him a couple episodes ago when we were yell- We were literally yelling about why Why hasn't? Why isn't this guy in handcuffs? But he's not in handcuffs. <laughs> he's not in handcuffs. What is I, it? Even though he's currently... Currently, maybe the single most responsible person for the long-term care home crisis where we are seeing fucking dozens of people every day die in Ontario in these places, in these fucking death traps because he is the CEO of Chartwell and had the biggest hand in privatizing the long-term care home system in Ontario. Then waltzed into a CEO job with a private long-term care home. Interesting how that fucking works. Again, why does he not have handcuffs on? Because he's a monumental period shit. Why is he not wearing orange? Well, in fucking penitent right now. Instead of handcuffs, when you have that much money and that much power, you get a handshake, golden uh, one. A golden yeah. handshake. Yeah. So you've heard the news that uh, our boy, our boy, got the order. The order of Canada. What the fuck? Got a shine order metal. of Ontario. It's the order of Ontario. Order of Ontario. I don't give a yeah, shit. It's no. stupid as fuck. <laughs> So, oh my god. <laughs> like, listen, okay, if you want a good quick list of the people that are going to face the guillotine, parody satire, just go to the Order of Ontario, like and just go down the list because yeah. they're all shitty. There's yeah. a few there's some good pe- there's some people on there that genuinely did really good things for society, but the vast majority of them are just shitbag politicians and business people that really do deserve something terrible to happen to them. Those whole thing the, the whole thing is a fucking circle jerk. It's always a circle jerk. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yes. Why now? <laughs> the dude is literally responsible for people dying. Like, just optically, how fucking stupid do you have to be to give him the Order of Ontario right now? It's another read the room scenario where it's like, they, what? You guys didn't, this isn't good timing for this? I mean, all of the, even with all of the, I mean, ongoing indigenous disputes all the time, the way that we keep just constantly treating indigenous people like absolute trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an always thing. But the long-term care thing and being the Chartwell like, CEO, what the f- How is that? Oh, my God. 
We just sent the fucking military into long-term care homes, and now we're giving the CEO of Chartwell the Order of Ontario. Yeah, one of the people principally responsible. It's a feel-good moment that people remember the the great times that they had under Mike Harris. You know, those amazing years when he was premier and did so much good, you know? It's to remind them of a better time. Especially for healthcare and education. Privatized long-term care. Yeah. Oh, or like yeah, when so he, like, he just made Toronto a mega city. Yeah, or like he did when do he that too. It's responsible for Rob like Ford. Skyrocket. He's responsible for Rob Ford. Like literally, he's literally, responsible for Rob and Ford. Doug Ford and therefore Doug Ford. Yeah, wasn't he a mentor to both of them though? Yes, which is why he's getting the order. Yeah, like no, it's definitely like <laughs> nobody was joking when it's literally like uh, it's it's literally whoever your friends are, you get awards like. Same yeah. at the federal level. The liberals do the same thing. Oh, yeah, they do. It's but terrible. that's how you get things. Actually, even for any sort of appointment, whether you want to be a judge, whether you want to be something else, uh, there's like a common thing that's passed around in professional circles, like CEOs of uh, Crown Corporation, all that. you got to be part of one of the big parties because they hold power mm-hmm. and they get to pick yeah. who gets to run all the things we pay taxes for. I mean, hell, you got to be part of those one of those three parties to run to to realistically win a local election where there's not supposed to be parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I mean, it's it's shown. Like, yeah, we know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens if you're not aware of that. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, and like, so you just mentioned the three sort of public institutions that Mike Harris had the biggest hand in fucking destroying while he was in office. So there's education, healthcare, and long-term care. Yeah. And. So we obviously know that there's a healthcare crisis right now because of COVID, and we know there's a long-term care crisis now because of COVID. We also know there's an education crisis because of COVID. Yeah, like Doug Ford <laughs> deciding to send students back to in-person learning, possibly as early as the middle of January. The teachers need to be striking. Oh, my God. Jen- please. What? Please. Like, I love teachers' unions. They're actually, like, some of the more radical unions like out Opsu? there. Is it? Fucking strike. Yeah. You walk off the goddamn job. If you say no, it doesn't happen. It's just I, that I simple. You save lives by striking. It's just a fucking fact. I can't believe there <laughs> there aren't more strikes happening right now. The British British teachers are not going back. They're like, well, fuck, fuck you. Fuck. Well, the, they, the British teachers have that second strain as well. But I mean, like, this first so strain we. is bad enough. So do we. I think that's why we're seeing such a spike right now. Yeah. Like, I, I personally know four people right now that have it. One in 45 people in Windsor-Essex County have contracted COVID. Yeah, I know three people that haven't had it. They don't have it anymore. Oh, God, if, we, if we're including had, I know about a dozen people. Yeah, I only personally know three people that had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we joke about this every once in a while, about, oh, we got to stop the parties and whatever. But the more serious point, and we talked about this a few episodes ago, is that like uh the real way you contract this is because you're being forced to work and you're being forced Mm -hmm. to grind like uh there's a ton of businesses that are shut down but like a lot of places are breaking the rules to open because the last lockdown nobody enforced anything and you have to compete with like big box companies that can just like do everything while everybody else is closed it's like yeah if you're going to do curbside delivery if you're going to do lockdowns and all this stuff you've got to do it so that everybody actually feels comfortable enough to be able to stay home and have it not destroy their lives. Yeah, it's a really uh, good example of eugenics happening. <laughs> or shut down every fucking business, give people yep. money, and then have food and medicine deliveries to your door. Yeah, There were countries in the world who did this. Yeah. Countries with less money than us. So, like, 
There's no excuse for it. But Travis, then people will become defend- dependent on the state. <laughs> Good. That's the whole fucking point of a state. Otherwise, what are we doing with these assholes? And you don't want to take away people's <laughs> freedoms, Travis. Uh, Why would God. you take my freedoms? Why should my tax dollars pay to make sure you're okay? They don't even pay to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. And you know what? They got a point there. That's the thing, right? Because people pay a bunch of taxes. People who do actually pay more taxes. We pay taxes, but in different ways. Um, But what do they see it going to? The roads are falling apart. The schools are falling apart. The hospitals are falling apart. The bridges are falling apart. It's true. We got a cool military, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> Although people think it's people think it's shit, but it's like the seventh largest military in the world. Why the fuck does Canada need the seventh largest military in the world? Somebody explain that to me, please. <laughs> We're surrounded by oceans on three sides, and the other side we have the largest military power and an ally. What do we need the seventh largest military in the world? For all the wars that we're getting into. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> Oh what you my mean God. You, but Canada's a world leader. That's why the UN voted wait, wait, didn't we lose all those elections? Didn't, didn't we not win anything ever? Since yeah, we went- used to have the best peacekeeping uh core and then had problems. It's always had problems. We used to have the best peace pe- the, the largest peacekeeping core of any nation in the world, and that's basically gone now. That's been completely dismantled by mostly by John Crochen and Stephen Harper. Uh, yep. Wait, Travis. You mean you mean other countries don't want us to help subjugate their populations and <laughs> yeah? Listen, I'm not here defending the Peace Corps. All right, I'm just no. I know. I'm, I'm joking about the Luberets can kind of fuck off too, but 100%. but they're slightly better than a fucking interventionist military. No, I'm definitely talking about more of the recent stuff. I mean, like, how does Canada have be the country to declare like to support a coup? When did, I'm sure Canada has done this in the past, so history majors don't crucify me. I studied political science. But, like, uh, since when do we just be like, we're going to take the lead on supporting coups and try and, and destroy democratically elected governments outside yeah. of Canada? Mm-hmm. I thought that was, Haiti. like, an internal thing we did. Yeah. We do it in oh. countries largely that um, either have large T-shirt or, um, what's the word, garment? Textiles, right? Is Textiles. That the, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Haiti had Gildan, which is one of the largest companies in Canada, makes a lot of T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any other country that we have um, mine mining interests in, you can guarantee that we'd support a coup if ever there was a socialist to take power there. Yeah, and it has happened. Um, yeah, I mean we're getting a little off off the chart here, but like the point is, please put Mike Harris in handcuffs. Yes, can we can we organize that? Can we have like 4,000 people show up to that motherfucker's house, drag him outside in handcuffs and throw him in a goddamn prison somewhere, please? <laughs> we, the, like, seriously. The bottom line is... I'm not saying anyone do it, and I don't encourage violence, but if there was a large mob, I'm just saying, just just head in that direction. <laughs> he, he should never have been able to get comfortable in the first fucking place. He should never have been able to get comfortable. None no. of them should have. No. But also... The, they should be. They should be, as Dave Anthony says... They should be afraid for their lives. These politicians yeah. should be afraid for their fucking lives because we are. Yeah. Right? Every, and every day, people, we're watching our fucking people die. We're watching our fucking neighbors die. Well, our politicians go to fucking St. Bart's. Yeah, exactly. Fuck these Saint people Bart's, so yeah. hard. Like, yeah. these people need to be, need to actually be scared for their lives right now. It's unbelievable to me that they're not. And we need to fucking be taking more action. We need to start organizing. Teachers need to walk off the job, and Te- we need teachers. to. We need to show them that we will support them because they're. 
they got they have a lot going on. There's a lot of teachers uh-huh. that are like fucking losing their shit. It's the hardest times they've ever had to fucking deal with. Yep. And 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 we have to support them. We have to sh- be vocal and encouraging. There are teachers that listen to this podcast. I know of at least at least 3. And I know that all of them are on the same page. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not directing this at these particular teachers that I know listen to this podcast, but like okay, so the nurses can't strike right now. Yeah. It would be great if they could, but they can't. That yeah. will literally be cata- catastrophic. Yeah. It would be completely catastrophic. No one else has any fucking power. The only other unions that are large enough to actually do anything are education and logistics. Yeah. So, Cup W, Teamsters, and Teachers. Yeah. If they walked off the fucking job tomorrow, the economy and society would completely shut down. Absolutely. And we would actually be able to get what we fucking need. But non-union people have to speak up. And, and and be vocal on, like, social media or whatever. People people who are not involved directly in those unions have to speak up. It's not just on the, the workers because they're already having an yeah. absolutely fucking horrific time. Yeah, and it is, it's also on, like, um, the union leadership needs to, like, oh, the un- they have yeah. the resources to do this. That's the other reason, like, we don't, what are we going to do? We don't even have jobs. We can't fucking strike anything, but, no. like. we can say shit. We can say a lot of shit. We can say shit, but teachers can actually stop shit from happening. They can yeah. actually trigger a general strike. They're probably the only single union yeah. in this country that can do that. Yeah. And they're not even a single union. They're at foe and OSSTF, but they they generally work. Don't forget Oecta. Got to keep <laughs> Yeah. Um. God. Speaking of which, with the logistics, uh, today Travis and I were over at the Chrysler assembly plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is it? Uh, Unifor. Yeah, Unifor four four four. Yeah, Unifor four forty four. Unifor four 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 four. Unifor four 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 four. Yeah. Um. They had uh, been outbid by um, a, a contract for the, uh, transporting the what is it the van transport the yeah, newly vehicle, built vans vehicle transport vehicle yeah. transport so which is uh, it's like sixty or something people mm-hmm. in that position uh, they've just found out that their contract is not being renewed which they had agreed to it had to be renewed yeah well the so whoever bought the the company that bought Fiat Chrysler yeah. Uh, just decided they weren't going to honor that particular contract, yeah. even though they really actually are supposed to. Yeah, they had to. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, and, and so we were over there today, and um, it's it sucks because trying to trying to dissent during a pandemic is difficult because it limits your numbers greatly. It can. But Although I, I think that there's actually a legal provision that allows lawful assembly. Well, there, there was during the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't know why there wouldn't be for anything else. And even if there isn't, if you have enough numbers, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. Like if you have everybody's if wearing masks and staying outside. Yeah. It's not actually that particularly unsafe. If you, well, it's a lot safer than being in a classroom. There, I don't think. I think <laughs> there was there was a thing that said there wasn't a single case that anyone could find in Canada that was traced back to a Black Lives Matter protest Yeah, in the summer. I know this is summer, it's a bit different, but still. It's a lot safer than being working in Chrysler right now. Yep. Where they're allegedly fucking hiding cases, allegedly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Even the union's hiding cases there. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we could ever rely on Unifor to do anything outside of their own fucking interest. I don't, like, I mean, listen, if there's Unifor people listening to this, I'm glad to be corrected, but I don't see it happening. Well, and even long-term care workers that I was uh, 
talking to Dick about this. Long-term care workers um, in, in KW, uh, uniform workers, they were mm-hmm. like, at the beginning of the pandemic, they were like, this is terrifying. You have to speak up for us right now. And it, getting uniform on the... They couldn't get uniform to do anything. Yeah. It's difficult. Oh. Clearly, you two have never read... Uh, that book that I randomly have on Unifor called A New Kind of Union, which in fact <laughs> argues the opposite than what oh, you're saying yeah. happened. So, you mean the one where they're pretending to be the IWW? <laughs> I mean, I met Sorry. the guy who wrote the book, Fred Wilson, I think it is. And uh, I'm I'm very confident that he fully believes that Unifor is the IWW, like the new <laughs> IWW that will change the world. And uh, sometimes... <laughs> Uh, yeah, when I, 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 book, I, I was mean, maybe he it. does. There's good people in the union. The rank and file workers, I have no problem with. I'm talking about the union leadership here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. They're horseshit. Well, union leadership. Calling you out, Unifor. Do something. Do yeah. something. <laughs> and Unifor ask unions. Union yeah. leadership needs to get fucking better, which is why we don't have as much union support as there used to be. But, well, you know, I, mean, I think I brought this up before, but like a big thing that hit the union movement and like. If you're for some reason a liberal listening to this, like <laughs> I I don't know why you, on you. But like uh the fact is listeners. that Yeah. I mean, I guess okay, cool. Welcome liberal <laughs> liberal caucus, but like uh like the labor movement and many other social movements and the NDP and a lot of progressive groups kicked out their progressive wings from communists to socialists uh yeah. because they were they they bought in to the idea that all these people are terrible. And are, are yeah. gonna mess mess everything up, but the result was you you kicked out a lot of your good organizers who built your unions, and the resultant like lack of ability to organize has continued to haunt us to this day. Yeah, the yeah. post war compromise, right? Like we, in exchange for unionized mostly white workers getting a decent standard of living, this is United States, Canada, and Europe coming out of the depression. In exchange for that, we. We, I say we as in workers, made a compromise with the state and with corporations that said, essentially, we won't fuck with capitalism if you give us enough to live. And it was the biggest mistake yeah. that the union movement ever made. Because now people are, everything is relative. It's like, at least we're, at least we can put food on the table most of the but time. But we can't even. No, we can't. Because in the intervening 50 years, as they, as they should, the, state. the capitalists have been slowly whittling away at that. Because here's the thing about capitalists. Mm. They don't fucking care what kind of agreement they come to. And it's not a long-term fucking strategy. But even if it was, even if, even if we got everything that we were supposed to get out of that, why would you trust a capitalist? Of course they're lying to you. Of course they're <laughs> going to spend the next 50 years whittling away at it until you have no power. It's kind of their Did, thing. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the whole strategy. And like... The the flip side argument is terrible, where it's like, well, it's the it's the it's the worker and the union's responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. But it's like, you can't get consistent leadership and consistent representation when you don't have resources. The bosses yeah. will also always have more resources than you, even when you have a really strong union. Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. exactly. it's like, yeah, there's never going to be an even playing field, and sometimes. Sometimes union reps buy into that whole idea of like, oh, well, we're going to present a reasonable offer. But it's like, I've been on the side of management, like not on the side, but I've seen how management talks about unions, talks about unionization, talks about labor agreements. And it's all about what can we take away and what are we going to ask for? 
for. It's not about what workers, they don't care what workers are asking for. Yeah. They're going to fight tooth and nail for anything that they think will be a detriment to their power. It's not even about, uh, well, it's about profits, but it's about their profits. It's not about bettering anything. It's not about no. providing better for the workers in a company. It's not about doing any of that. It's about, right. Because in, in this modern day, anyone who's a capitalist thinks a union is generally um, just a hindrance, a hindrance to them. And mm-hmm. usually yeah, it absolutely. is because those people are terrible. And they don't want their <laughs> workers to have things that are good. Yeah. 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 And it's because, because you're right. Like they're, they're, the union movement and worker power is completely built on principles of socialism and communism, which are not just fucking anything vaguely to the left of center. If you're listening to this and thinking that's what that is, socialism and communism have to do with who owns the means of production and who owns the land. Mm-hmm. That's what it has to do with. And that was the challenge that workers were mounting on capitalists in the early part of the 20th century. It was not about coming together in collective bargaining. It was about taking the fucking factories for ourselves and killing all the capitalists. Yeah, I'd like to see unions <laughs> go back to, we just go in there and take everything that's not fucking nailed down. And if it's nailed down, we use their tools to fucking take it. And then we take the tools. Yeah. <laughs> like. And the post-war compromise was... Listen, let's just stop with that, and we'll make sure that you are feather-bedded into this capitalist system, that you get to buy a nice house in the burbs. Again, we're talking about white people, because there were a whole host of people who weren't white who didn't get to take advantage of this. No. still. And don't. you can have a single-income household, exactly. of course, which means the wife has to be at home for social reproduction. This was not some golden age. But they didn't even live up to that compromise. <laughs> they immediately started undermining it, and now we have the situation we have today. Because we now are at a point where we're like, it's like fucking Stockholm Syndrome. Where it's like, well, we have this. We ha- we're given all of these things. Like, we don't deserve it in the first place. We have this idea that we just don't deserve to be able to fucking live comfortably. We don't, we don't deserve that. But at least they're giving us this. It's nice of the, the overlords to give us this little, you know, bit of stuff. So that like, at least we're not this other country, or at least we're not that country. Like, what the fuck? You could buy a cell phone, but you can't afford to eat. This is no way to live. <laughs> and it, and we have it, like, I'm doing it right now. We have it better than people in our city and people everywhere. And and you can't just sit there and be like, oh, this is okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. But you know, the, where, where that where that's rooted, and, and this, is the, this is, I think, an important thing to remember. Like, what you're saying there, like, we have it better than some. That is rooted in this idea that we should be grateful exactly. to, for what we have. And, and whenever Bullshit. I hear someone say that, I, I just say, listen, at least I have a job. I'm grateful I have a job. Grateful to who? Don't be grateful. Who are you grateful to? Like, and ask them that question. Yeah. Who are you grateful to? Yeah. Who? Are you God? Not, is are it you? God? Okay, because we're, we're having a different conversation if it's God. But if it isn't God, right? Yeah. MashaAllah, we've got Brother Travis, another score for Islam. Yeah. <laughs> But if it, if it isn't God that you're thankful for, I love you, thankful to, then it's the fucking capitalist that gives you a portion of your value for what you're working and then tells you to fuck off. That's the problem. And you cannot be thankful. You, you can't be thankful to these fucking people. They didn't give you shit. Because the idea that instills the idea that you're not worthy of these things in the first place and someone is doing you a fucking favor. Yeah. That's bullshit. It's horse shit. So next time anybody, this is a weapon for people who are... In these conversations, next time someone says, I'm just so grateful I have any job, ask them who they're grateful to. Because they don't, oftentimes that's the thing that's like, oh, fuck, you're right. Why would I be grateful to my boss? Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. Your boss stupid. is literally keeping you down. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Uh, 
literally they make two t- usually two times what you make off of your labor. And that's just your immediate boss. That's just your immediate boss. That's not the fucking all the way up the chain assholes that make 300 <laughs> to 400 times what you make. <laughs> no. So well, Mike Harris. Yeah, Mike Harris is garbage. Mike Harris, um, actually, speaking of Mike Harris and uh, greasy, gross things, and mm-hmm. also the ex- the excesses of, uh, of capitalism, uh, <laughs> can I seg- segue into KFC? Yes. <laughs> yes, but we are going to go back to Mike Harris. Oh, so good. you can make the decision of whether, because I, I do want to mention the other thing oh, that my we kind of gloss over. Of course, oh, yeah. well, let's, let's finish on Mike Harris, and then we can talk about something that's... Then we'll go to KFC, because I definitely want to talk about that. You should use that segue again, though, because it's great. <laughs> so I, it, we'd be remiss to not mention, and we did kind of mention it, but we're doing the white person thing where we mention it and then move on yeah. and talk about the stuff that affects us. Yeah, we should spend time on it. <laughs> um. And, and I know, Mo, you know, you're not white. I'm just saying, Evan, I'm white and I understand. It's OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so when it was announced that Mike Order was getting Mike Order, Mike Harris was getting the Order of Ontario, there was a lot of backlash from indigenous folks. Rightly fucking so. <laughs> and um, let me see here. Where is it? Sorry, what was it? Get those fucking Indians out of the park. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll what? get there. Um, Sorry. So this is from. I get fired up. This is from uh, Anishinaabek News, but it's been um, it's been reprinted elsewhere. Uh, but this is from the Anishinaabek um, Nation head office on January second. Anishinaabek Nation Grand Council Chief Glenn Harris says the announcement of former Premier Mike Harris being appointed to the 2020 Order of Ontario yesterday was an insult to First Nations people across Ontario. While Harris is known for his involvement with Walkerton. And more recently, serving as chair as uh, of Chartwell Retirement Residence, where seniors are dying of COVID nineteen, the focus for Anishinaabek Nation is his lasting legacy with the Ipperwash crisis. The Ipperwash crisis made in- this is a quote. The, Imp- the Ipperwash inquiry made it very clear that while he didn't personally pull the trigger, Mike Harris's actions as the Premier of Ontario contributed to the circumstances that led to the shooting death of unarmed land defender Anthony Dudley George. On the night of September 6, 1995, says Anishinaabek National Grand Council Chief Hare. Um, This is an insult to First Nations people. Harris's contributions to our collective knowledge is anything but positive. 2020 marked the 25th anniversary of the Ipperwash crisis. Another slap in the face. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Anishinaabek Nation marked the anniversary with a summer series of educational articles, uh, which can be found in Anishinaabek News. I'll leave a a link to this article as well. Um, The Ipperwash crisis. The killing of Dudley George by, by the OPP over a land dispute at Ipperwash Provincial Park. This, like, has to be considered the lasting legacy of Mike Harris. Yeah. On top of all this other shit, right? Like, this is the big fucking nail in the, the coffin of whatever the fuck euphemism or whatever. I don't give a shit. Not to mention that fuck these that land guy. disputes led directly to... Uh, the Caledonia and the 1492 land back lane stuff that we're seeing today. That's true. To Tyendinaga... Uh, to uh, to like any First Nations water crisis in Ontario. Yeah. It just. <sighs> yeah. Get him in handcuffs and an orange jumpsuit. Fuck your Order of Ontario. We should all show up wherever he's getting that fucking thing. We should all show up that day with like a paddy wagon and some handcuffs. Where is he getting that? I don't know, but we should go there when he does. Crash Probably Queen's meeting. Park. 
It's probably Queens Park. Oh Queen's yeah, because they're not going to do this over Zoom. They're, they're going to do this in person. No, too, they'll do it in person. Or they'll yeah. wait until they can do it in person. If whenever you know. it happens, we should be there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that we're not calling for that protest because no, it's already going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be a massive protest. We can when just that happens. go and support the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of indigenous people that will already be there. Yeah, we should get the guy on TikTok that measures people's heights. <laughs> with random objects and we should get him to to fit mike mike harris for a fucking orange jumpsuit and then we should show up with an orange jumpsuit that we know fits holy shit that's so <laughs> that's really good fuck that man i just i just can't oh. i'm sorry josh i know i'm upset and that's making you upset it's okay buddy anxiety boy it's okay dude that's a big stretch buddy <laughs> anyway <laughs> fuck mike harris fuck him in his stupid ass and that's that's the kind way of dealing with him. Yeah. The orange jumpsuit and the handcuffs is the kind way. Absolutely. I don't I really don't want more people to go to prison, but if there is a prison system already in place and he should maybe just have a taste of what he's, you know, been so okay with other people having hey, to deal with. You can fit the entire ruling class in this country in Southwest Detention Center. I'm just saying. <laughs> we can just put them all in there and let everybody else go free. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Harris yeah, that'd be great. the rehabilitation zone. <laughs> we hope that you use this time to become a better person. <laughs> He'll just become a better politician on the inside. Yeah. I would like actually to do an entire history podcast or history episode on Ipperwash at some point. Uh, many ambitions that we have for this podcast includes potentially having a spinoff podcast about uh, Canadian history told from a working class perspective. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. And yeah. if we do that, uh, Ipperwash and Dudley George should be one of the first things we talk about. For sure. Because it's fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, no, the, that entire thing. We should definitely do a deep dive into that. Yeah. So, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm going to listen to this episode, too. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot I clearly don't know about <laughs> Canadian, quote-unquote, history. Uh that like uh I think I think would be it would be good to spotlight. Maybe we'll even try and publish a book. Maybe we'll do the people's history of uh Yeah quote unquote. I think Canada. there's grants available for publishing companies. We could just start a publishing company. Yeah. There you go. And just happen to publish only one book. We gotta we gotta participate in this grift somehow because in a few months we're I I mean you and I are gonna be on the street. It's just we're fact. fucked. Yeah, we have to make a fact. commune happen. Yeah. Yeah, we True. do. True. Well uh, one way to power uh, a commune. No, I, I don't have a transition for there. But speaking of, as I said earlier, <laughs> uh, greasy and gross things, um, <laughs> like Mike Harris. Uh, so, one my favorite, my favorite company of all time, uh, and also the other reason I wanted to bring this up is like this is a literal, the little demonstration of the excesses of capitalism. Although they're making fun of it, but it's so it's so bad. Um, have any of you been paying attention to KFC's new marketing stunts? Well, if you, if, if Ev Irish would direct her attention to the television, I have put up the article you sent me. <laughs> so okay. please, Mo, enlighten us. Yeah. So before I get to the contents of that article, what the first the stunt that KFC did, um, and all of this was caused by Wendy's being funny on Twitter, whoever, whatever marketing intern they hired had some funny tweets and then suddenly... Uh, fast food chains were, were telling you they loved you and sending you weird tweets and <laughs> releasing like 
One of them released an album. This this has been going on since the '90s, but not this blatantly and so disrespectfully. Because like you've always had uh, like fast food based video games and whatnot, but like why is I think it was Wendy's releasing an album? What? But <laughs> Taco Bell released a wine. <laughs> God no! I hate capitalism. <laughs> I really hate it here, guys. <laughs> however, okay. However, Listen, I'm gonna drink it. Okay. It gets it gets even better than K than Taco Bell. Um, KFC has been going for the jugular during the pandemic. They released a sh- like um, a short movie, like a <laughs> short movie uh, with. Oh, yeah. Y'all y'all heard about this? Yeah. I didn't so, hear about it. Please tell me what's going it's on. It's like a day to one of those daytime movies, and I'm pretty sure it's about a colonel lookalike that somebody falls in love with. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a joke. I thought that was like satire. I guess I mean, it, it was. It but was. It's a real no, I mean, like, I didn't think the movie was being made. I thought it was a fucking Onion article. I'm very positive it's a real movie. And uh, that's that's more confirmed by the product I actually wanted to mention, which I saw recently. KFC is entering the computer business. They have created the KF console. <laughs> Get it? Because it's like KFC console. Oh it's, my god! I, I, I had to read embarrassingly far down the page before I realized what the fuck this even was. So please explain to our listeners what what's happening right now. So this is a computer, a very powerful computer, uh, created by indie tech company Cooler Master, and it was custom designed to include uh, a tray for your chicken tendies, and. <laughs> My chicky tendies. So while you're while you're what? playing your video games and enjoying your live streams and watching YouTube and you're feeling hungry, you just pull out this little tray uh, that you pre-filled with chicken from KFC. Hopefully, you can't put Popeyes in there. World's uh, first built-in chicken chamber. It's got a built-in chicken, and it's heated by it's heated by the by the computer. Like the, the, the literally the article says they. They use the airways and the the natural heat of the computer to heat your chicken tendies for you, so you don't have to go to the microwave. Oh my god! <laughs> One room over, you can just plop it all into your into into your computer and eat your chicken. Maybe you can throw some ketchup in there too. I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so hold on, hold on. One more thing. Okay, yeah. Go like you to, let, let, I need you two to guess. Spec you. How much would you pay, Ev Irish, for the KF? On console. Um, would I if I had money, <laughs> I would pay one hundred dollars for this. <laughs> I don't. It's a okay. Hold on. It's a it's an i it's a Core i nine ninth gen. This is a good computer. It actually oh, is. It is surprising how good of a computer it is. Okay, so like, I would go. Thousand. I would I would go to two. I go to if I had the money. I would go to two grand. Oh, Speculative I'm retail so price is two grand. Oh shit! <laughs> hey, hey, look at that! You're you're the demographic. I'm not even. That's not even based on the chicken cooler. It's just based on the computer. So that's a deal. <laughs> I dub that a deal. If I can't get it for a hundred dollars, <laughs> I don't want it. Well, this is peak capitalism. <laughs> well, it it is. But here's the thing. This is what's what's in what's this is when when we talk about acceleration in the good way, because. The brilliance of being able to heat food using computer power is actually like a socialist thing written all the fuck over it. If it wasn't controlled by these fuckheads at Cool Master, Cooler Master, and KFC. Yeah, I mean, we could. 
We should be like what two, three years away from replicators. I mean, like really, <laughs> consider the computer power that exists in the world. Yep. We could, we could, we could definitely cook food with it. Yeah. I'm sure there's some way to use this technology for the betterment of humankind. Well, we mm-hmm. have. I don't enough... think that's what's happening here. But... No, that's not what's. I mean, <laughs> it's for the betterment of like, you know, ga- gamers. I guess. Well, the gamers? Thing, again, like computers are not designed to be easily uh, swappable. Well, Macs especially, but Windows a little bit. But like, it is something you have to learn. Like the th- cool thing about this thing is also, in addition to this weird heating thing, um, assuming it's safe. Uh, is that you can swap out <laughs> graphics cards really easy and it's designed in a way where it's like very easily swappable and stuff like that. That's cool. That's how computers yeah. should be like modular, low waste, easy to use, easy to, to refix and, and reuse parts and stuff like that. Not like the messes we have today. But yeah. how is all of that only available on this random novelty device that is literally just a marketing gimmick? telling you we just we kill the capitalists we take it for ourselves and then we could use the technology for the betterment of humankind you know but this really changes the game of like sorry what was that mo i said everybody can have tendies cooked by their computer exactly not just a privilege (laughs) to each according to their tendies to each according (laughs) their tendies (laughs) (laughs) from each according their tendies according (laughs) their hunger is what i meant to say this really opens the gates for like Young living in DoTerra to like make essential oil diffuser computers and like, <laughs> oh God. you know, so, to like. That's got to be a thing already. There's gonna, it's gonna, computers are about to get fucked. <laughs> like, this was forged from the fires of the KFC ovens. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, I think Travis had a thing there though. I think we got to introduce KF communism now. So much <laughs> people. <gasps> Can Kentucky we... Fried Communism. Can... Uh, what? Okay, <laughs> Sounds but amazing. I feel like the original Colonel, wasn't he... I think my grandpa told me a story one time about how Colonel Saunders was actually kind of a comrade. Really? Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, maybe it might be not like... not. At, maybe he was like less of a piece of shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's just something. Yeah, I mean, the bar is pretty low for capitalists. Yeah, it's like, the, oh, the they one time low. expressed that workers shouldn't die in the streets in their own shit. They must be a communist. Yeah, exactly. But I... Case in point, the like Jeff Bezos or not Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Yeah, I just generally when my grandpa tells me that someone's like not so bad, I'm like, oh really, yeah. really, and I, I immediately believe him without doing any research. I don't like, mind. That's all I need to fuel my my KFC addiction. Like I I need no more reasons to support that company. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, there are other stories. Um, that I kind of want to go through even just a little bit, and they're not fun like that one. Oh, good. Yeah, this was just your break, folks. The this is the break. This is going to be a long one. Yeah, we we don't have a whole lot of time, but um, just so let's let's start off a little bit lighter. This isn't even lighter, just mm-hmm. relatively speaking. Um, so I mentioned uh, politicians going to St. Bart's. Have you either of you seen the list? Of politicians from Canada that went traveling during the holidays. Yeah, I oh, saw God, an, no. an exhaustive list. It's like 56 yeah, now? Yeah. 56 elected politicians? And this didn't start... I didn't start hearing anything about this until we heard about the the one politician who went to Greece to visit an ailing family right. member. That was Nikki Ashton, and I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. Because oh. Comrade Nikki is my favorite of yeah. all of the shitty politicians. And mind you, she's still shitty. She's a politician. Yeah. 
um, if you're an NDP or listening to this, I, I don't mean you. But <laughs> you break but, my heart, Travis. You break my heart. Actually, you know what, Tracy Ramsey. Shout deep. out to Tracy Ramsey. She's a good. She's good fucking people. Um, and Nikki Nikki Ashton, I think, is too. I think there's a fundamental difference between going on vacation to St. Bart's and going to visit your literally dying grandmother in Greece. Yeah. And I'm not defending Nikki Ashton doing that, but we have to recognize that, A, she didn't lie about it. She was up front. She publicly announced it. And it was for what I would consider to be a good reason. Yeah. And her trip Even was if she like still shouldn't have done it. by Greece or whatever. Greece, Greece. Yeah. And she was the only dipper yeah. that I know of that was caught up in this. Yeah. Everyone else was a conservative or a liberal, mostly conservative. And I didn't hear anything about it until I heard until there was all of this backlash. Yeah, well, there was the St. Bart's guy. I didn't even hear about that. Was yeah. I not? That on was the, the big then? one. That was uh, the finance minister. I forget his name. What's his name? Mo, Rod you know? Phillips. Sorry. Rod Phillips. Rod Phillips. Yeah, Ontario finance minister who uh, was caught lying about going to St. Bart's and taking pictures as though he was in his Canadian office. <laughs> like he literally pulled a Mayor Quimby. <laughs> It was so fun. Those those <laughs> images were it, it, not oh, even <laughs> Sorry, say it again, Mo. Mo? It's those pictures were so ironically bad because it was like, look at me, I'm I'm eating maple syrup made. It was, it was so bad and disgusting. I have to see this. What is his name? Rod, Rod Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, the pictures he was posting, and the other thing too about his picture, trying to trying to show how he's just like all of us. They had like you can clearly see his fucking Mercedes Benz in the reflection of the window. <laughs> it's like these fucking people have no clue. Well, he, he could have he picked between the Benz and the Lambo. I mean, he, he really <laughs> went economical. He did, yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah these God. these fucking people. And again, I, I'm I'm a little more sympathetic to like Nikki Ashton. There were a couple others who traveled to the states because of ailing family members. Like, listen, I I traveled back home. But mind you, it wasn't across a border, but I still traveled back home to see my grandfather and i'm sorry but even if that was happening right now i'd be going and you can all go fuck yourselves i'm sorry but yeah like there are things that i think it's like if you're safe and you you know the risks and you and you act accordingly i'm willing to have a pass for that now whether or not you give that to nikki ashton i don't know if i'm there because like a lot of people have had to give up doing things like that yeah and she and she can do it because she's a politician she has more money than us yeah right um a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that, and she was. So, it's hard. But it, what I'm saying is, it's not the same as fucking Rod Phillips and and all these fucking UCP assholes in Alberta that were just like going to quote sell their homes in California and had to be there. <laughs> Fuck off and die! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. Oh yeah. Did we kill Mo? No, it's just brutal. <laughs> like, like, it's just so embarrassing. Like, for a minute, I was like, okay, like, maybe... Well, when the pandemic first started, I was kind of hopeful and into the idea that politicians weren't doing a terrible job. And then slowly over time, it just became worse and worse and worse. It's like, as soon as they realized that they were able to kind of skirt the rules and be able to just, well, 56 of them, but as soon as they realized they were able to just get away with things... You just started doing it. You're just like, okay, like we we're able, we have the resources to to manage not getting screwed over by the pandemic as much yeah. as like, regular people. So we're just gonna do whatever. And yeah, like Nikki Ashton, I get it. You know, like when you, when you have a family member like 
passing, like dying, and you're already dealing with a pandemic that's taken away so much, and like you might have had other folks in your life uh, dying. I get it. But where's the excuse for somebody who literally, literally pulled a Quimby? Like, not even. Yeah. It's 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 how satire is dead. We can't make fun of things anymore because reality is already there. Yeah. Everything the Simpsons said in the first six to nine seasons has happened. We're screwed. Oh yeah. Are you folks even the bear tax? How how is (laughs) a fanciful thing? How did that actually happen in real life? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so fucked. Like, there was that one UCP woman. I forget her name and I don't care. Um, <laughs> she was a UCP legislative member of his, whatever. Fuck. One of them fucking people. And she was like, literally recorded a video with Jason Kenny saying, like, encouraging people to stay home for the holidays. And then you can't make this shit up. She immediately got on a plane and went to Hawaii. <laughs> Like immediately within within hours of making that video with Jason Kenny, got on a plane and went to Hawaii. You know, <laughs> like, listen, we fantasize about guillotines, and I have my problems with it. I think that sometimes we get a little too like, like we're a little too fantastical with that shit. Yeah, we do. It's just like it's fun though, it but is like fun. it's so hard to not want to actually do harm to these people when they just do this shit. And we all have to fucking live in this hellhole that they create. I can't fucking contra- contain the anger that says, yes, guillotine. Guillotine's the nice way. Can we just... Can we <laughs> Parody just, like, satire, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. But <laughs> can we just... with Because this isn't a threat or anything. But can we just all collectively agree to go get trained on how to use firearms? <laughs> That's totally unrelated. It's completely unrelated. Just to shoot targets at a range. I mean, what it's I'm saying. What I'm saying is we should that all do it. It's during a pandemic. It's very important to, you know, relieve stress. <laughs> and shooting clay pigeons or whatever is mm-hmm. that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Fully, one hundred percent, solely the only reason. Yep. But everyone should go get trained on how to use firearms. I was actually in the process of doing that before the pandemic hit. Wasn't that was a, I had an appointment booked at the the gun range over here. All this Windsor. shit is so it's so difficult to organize during a pandemic and right wow, it's all this crazy shit is happening at the time that we can't <laughs> fucking do anything about it. Yeah. But we can. But the next time we can go do it. Yeah. We should go do it. We should go do it. <laughs> this in fact, maybe we use this time to strengthen our resources and and build our resolve and <laughs> like listen okay in all seriousness the program left is a thing we've been talking about it since day one on this podcast that we yeah. want to get someone on who can talk about the program left yeah and if you're out there and you're listening uh like uh, like like a fellow worker you have a janet f- janet yeah. because who's been on the podcast before she was she was gonna do it uh but things have come up and like it's yeah. just it might not happen anytime soon but if you're out there and you have a really solid knowledge of the pro-gun left and why, and why you know we should be a little more gun crazy than we are on the left, mm-hmm. gun crazy is the bad word. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> please, please reach out because gun, we will have you on the podcast. Gun enthusiastic. Yeah, but just you know, respecting the power of guns and what they mean for people. Yeah. Mo, how do you feel about guns? 
I agree 100%. I think even if you even <laughs> if you don't want to think of it in an offensive uh in an offensive uh kind of as like an offensive tactic like all the yeah, people it's who hate you and want you to die have guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's important it's- uh and I don't mean in general that like uh issues around gun gun violence in recent times have been around self-defense because they generally aren't but it would be helpful if there was somebody to protect the most vulnerable people who are trying to fight these kinds of systemic issues it's uh, literally it, community defense yeah yeah and, community defense literally and i'm pretty and sure one of the, isn't there an american organization that's like the the left wing like uh like the anti-NRA, basically. Yeah, the, the Socialist, Socialist Rifle Association. Socialist Rifle yeah. Association. There's a couple of them. There's Redneck Revolt, too. Which is another <laughs> one. But, um, so, like, the... Like, I mean, and Janet would be better at articulating this, but Janet has... We've had several conversations along these lines where, you know, she has said, like, listen, like, I'm transgendered. Like, people want to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> people want to kill me. They want to kill me when they see me. They want to kill me because I exist. Yeah. It's we have a responsibility to protect ourselves and yeah. our communities and, and our like fellow workers. Yeah, exactly. Our fellow workers. And, and like, you know, like she was influential in me, like flirting with the idea of being pro gun to like completely being pro gun. Yeah. I mean, I like, I still have, I still have to get over, like I'm 100% pro gun and that's only a development within the last five years, mm-hmm. you know, same. So like, but the, here's the thing. I still have the anxiety around guns. I still have my old you diehard. Well, they kill people. They're powerful. Yeah. yeah you should be, but, you should be but anxious it's like, about I it. Have, I still have like, it's like a fear. I still have that. Yeah. It's like, I still, but what I need, and I think a lot of people share this kind of, you know, this apprehension towards even getting near a gun is because they're, they're so used to saying, you know, gun bad, gun hurt me. <laughs> Yeah. You know. And gun do hurt you. Gun. You gotta know how to use it. You gun gotta be hurt. respecting of what yeah. what the tool is. Make which is the difference the between the pro gun right and the pro gun left. That's right. Pro gun yeah, left pro- respects guns. <laughs> the pro gun left also sees sees it as a responsibility. It's not like yeah. oh look at me and my freedoms, I got guns and I can do whatever I want and I can just like take from people. It's it's again, it's yeah. it's a totally different kind of framework of how of of what their use is and that kind of thing yeah i think it's just something that if we could get if we you know if it was a little bit more openly talked about if we you know um if we could get people on board or maybe start organizing some like gun safety or you know gun i don't know some sort of firearms training would be good for people i just want to encourage people to just not shy away from stuff like that because of you know traditionally the light that you see guns in yeah 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 we they really do need to do that topic the justice of a whole episode but yeah and i mean for the most of my like adult life i've always been of the stance if if a gun somehow ends up at my feet i need to know how to use it yeah but i've never really been like pro-gun until about five years ago yeah can we, I was going to, okay, so we're just, I want to acknowledge this one. Mm-hmm. It's, again, we kind of went astray there. We went from talking with politicians to gun ownership. Weird. Um, <laughs> How does that work? That's strange. Just totally coincidental. Uh, <laughs> this is not, this is, this is the worst story that I've heard come out of this uh, locally. Oh, wow. um, 
So, so we know in Windsor, if you're not from Windsor, we've been having a particularly hard time with the virus down here compared to literally everywhere in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one day where we had 16 deaths in one day that accounted for almost two-thirds of the province's death toll that day. <sighs> we are a, a, a region of only 388,000 people out of 12 million in the province. So that's uh, pretty fucked up, I would say. Yeah. Um, and during, the, I think, one of the 16 of that day or... We've lost so many people. We've 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 more than doubled our death toll in Windsor and Essex County in the last two weeks for this whole fucking pandemic. Jesus. Um, wear a fucking mask and stay the fuck home, you psychopaths. And also, fuck every leader who's allowed this to happen. Uh, but a local healthcare worker died um, on January 2nd, or at least that's when the story came out. Um, 60-year-old Sheila Yakovishin. Sheila Yakovishin passed away on New Year's Eve. PSW for 30 years at Berkshire Care Center. Um, the home is currently at an outbreak with 82 residents and 38 staff having tested positive for COVID-19. This woman was like two years from retirement. Yeah. And now she's fucking dead. And Mike Harris is getting the Order of Ontario. <sighs> like, I just, no. <laughs> if we allow that motherfucker... To breathe oxygen outside of his house, we are doing it wrong. Parody, satire, I swear to God. But seriously, but we seriously. need to show the fuck up. <laughs> this fuck is me. ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm... 30 years. 30 fucking years this woman served this community in that role in one of the most essential jobs that you can have in our society. And underpaid and underrated jobs. Uh, grossly, disgustingly underpaid. Yeah. And I don't know, is Berkshire Care Center a Chartwell home? Is Mr. Harris actually directly fucking responsible for that one? We're going to look that up on the fly. I don't want to know. Yeah, no, it does look independent, it seems. Yeah. Either way. Either way, the fact that private long-term care homes can even exist is directly a result of Mike Harris's fuckery. So he's responsible. He's responsible for this because a publicly run long-term care, I mean, publicly run by the fucking jackals in the conservative party, who knows, but it would be better. There have been comparatively so few outbreaks in hospitals, in hospitals where people go to get treated for the disease. Yeah. They managed to contain outbreaks largely. There have been some, but they've been largely contained in hospitals. Hospitals are actually one of the safer places you can be if you want to avoid getting it. I know that my grandfather was in a hospital for six months during COVID and not a single patient who didn't come in with COVID got COVID. That's good. Long-term care homes. It's like a fucking, here's the problem is like, I've, I've been, I've audited a lot of like food safety situations. Like I've audited a lot of food safety facilities and the auditing for, um, cross contamination is obviously really similar, but the issue is that, with private long-term care homes and even with, you know, um, Rivera. Uh, Which is owned by the Canada Pension Plan. Exactly. Right? So you're, they're being audited by the, by the government, but they're, it's the government auditing the government. You yeah. know what I mean? So when you, there, there shouldn't be this kind of overlap. That's, that, that's not, that just becomes an internal audit. So you never have an actual third party audit. And that, if you don't have a third party audit, you're never going to be able to effectively find the holes in your procedures. Yeah. 
It's it, it, and even if you could, I mean, the interest of the government quite clearly is to continue the privatization and exactly. profit making ability of these homes. Of course. And I mean, you're not going to go and say, well, this is a thing that's uh, a gaping issue that's going to cost us, you know, billions of dollars to fix. So, by the way, the government can. They're completely within their rights. If they wanted to tomorrow announce that every long term care home in this country was going to be operated by the government, mm -hmm. they could do that. Yeah. They actually have that power. They could get sued a lot. They would get sued a lot, but they could do it. Yeah. And they have a fucking responsibility to do that. Yeah. And the more that they don't do that, the more, like, I mean, yeah, ca the capitalists in charge, yeah, we know they're okay with killing people. They're probably fine with it because it puts up lots of new beds for yeah. people on the waiting list. Of course. But, and then we know they're sociopaths, but our fucking government has a responsibility to protect us. They need to do this. Yeah. The NDP's calling for it, but, you know, that's all they can do. The NDP doesn't have a movement behind them. They can't do anything without a movement. And that's, that's the thing. But they they also did this big, the big show when they were like, oh, the, we're sending the military in or whatever it was. And it, and it was, that didn't change anything. No. It brought a no, little bit of. going to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and that was never the thing. They just wanted to show. They just wanted it to be a show. Yeah. Because if they actually wanted to change it, they would have just taken them back. Yep. Yeah. And like, it, yeah, there needs to be a movement to that effect because politicians are ineffectual. They're yeah. not. They're tools for movements. That's all they are. Yeah. Or tools for capitalists. You choose which one. Mm-hmm. You choose which one. And eventually you have to pick a side. Yeah, even the best ones. Even the fucking Nikki Ashtons and the AOCs and the Ilan Omars, as we're seeing, by the way, mm -hmm. all, all of the Democratic Party voted for Nancy Pelosi. Not to go on that tangent. Every fucking one of them, including your darling AOC and Ilan Omar and all of them, they all did it. They... They are ineffectual. They need to have movements behind them to be effective, and we need to hold them accountable with yeah. movements. That's it. That's, That's all true. you can do. Politicians are useless otherwise for us. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, can I drop some more bad news on y'all? No, I love sure. It. So the Georgia U.S. Senate runoffs are today as of, um, as of our date of recording. Um, and so it started out looking like the two Democrats, because part of the whole, uh, I think we talked a little bit about the whole Medicare for all and how people are trying to force a vote in and whatnot and part of the whole uh part of like the quote-unquote strategic uh position on all this was okay if we wait till these uh two races are over and the democrats have won then we have a better chance of doing medicare for all not that the democrats ever would have done medicare for all by the way because nancy Pelosi no. herself was arguing for it uh in 1994 and it didn't happen in 1994 and didn't happen in 1998 and didn't happen I don't think it and Joe Biden has already that. said it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so they were never going to do it. But some no. people were still clinging to this idea that okay, maybe if these two Democrats, one of one of whom is actually kind of cool. His name's Raphael Warnock. He was kind of cool uh, for a politician um, and had some pretty rad views, which was kind of cool. Hmm. But um, out of eighty-seven percent are reporting, there's still a lot of ballots to be cast or to to be counted. I mean, um, but it is not a blowout is not even close at this moment. Both the Republican candidates are winning by, what is it like? It's not hugely significant. It's like around 100,000 votes. But yeah, can, I, can I say a thing? Yeah. Meh. Who cares? They, they, it's not like that was going to make a difference. Honest, honest to God, that was not going to make a difference. Oh, 100%. So like, <laughs> it, it, it actually is better because 
it uh, accelerates the destruction of the Democratic Party, which needs to happen. It needs to happen for us in Canada, too, because we won't do shit unless they do shit. I, why do I get in shit for saying this? I always say this, and then people are like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> no, they're not. I'm not saying the two parties are the same, because they're not. No. But the same result. It doesn't make any difference in the day-to-day it's lives a longer of path anyone. To, yeah, I know. I mean, whatever. Both those fucking Democratic candidates were shit. Democrats will say, the Democrats will often say, like, hey, like, this is what we're doing that's so much better, and here's all our plans. And uh, uh, Joe Biden, how many times did he get up on the stage and say, on day one, here's all the things I'm going to repeal and reverse, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And as soon as the election was over, within like a week, he had already walked, but well, actually, we're not. And it's just like, this is what happens every time. And there's always an excuse. The reason I brought this up is. Even if those two had one, and maybe they will, we'll see. They're still not going to do it. Like Medicare for all is still yeah, not going to happen. No. And no. I get it that liberals want to be like we're being strategic and we're playing for the long term. There's no long term. The world is dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Are dying. Like everybody's going to die soon. But we're losing so many people. So many people in America are dying. So many people in Windsor are dying. So many people across Canada are dying, getting sick, getting irrecoverably sick. And we're doing yeah. nothing. We are pretending. Like we're just gonna sit at home for a couple months and it's, everything's gonna be fine. There's no, there's no fine anymore. There's nothing no. that's fine. Yeah, and again, like they're fucking dumping vaccines down the drain. Yep, we knew that was gonna happen. It's capitalism. Yeah. And I thought KF console was peak capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can we end on a high note? This is gonna be a long episode. I don't care. <laughs> People can do. You can shut it off. If you don't want it. Uh, <laughs> That's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> if you're tired of listening, you shut, then shut it off. It's, it's your hot takes, Travis. <laughs> I want to end on a... on a. Okay, I, I'm saying this is a lighter note because I find this shit hilarious. <laughs> but you, you might not find it so hilarious. Did, you, did either of you happen to see Drew Dilkins' top 10 um, YQG... Fuck, I hate that. YQG accomplishments... We are our airport. We are our airport. Um, no, I haven't, but I've... I... Of 2020, by the way, to stipulate. Of the top 10 Windsor accomplishments of 2020. I know you're, you've are you been excited to talk about this, so I've purposely not read it. Mo, did you see them? I don't read anything Drew Dilkin says, but... Yeah, so this was all on his This was all on his Facebook page, which I follow for the, for the lulls, to be of course, honest. Of course, of course. And also because he says such dumb shit and needs to be yell that don't pretend it's not because of his dreamy eyes listen this is beside, besides that okay <laughs> this has nothing to do with that how dare you <laughs> how dare you okay so i'm gonna run down the top 10 let me let me find the first one here editing travis is very upset with me because i had it and i <laughs> fucking scrolled away from it like a Dumb fuck. Later, also, every probably. single every single Mayor Drew Dilkins post, uh, our friend Cassie comments on them angrily. It's the funniest shit. I love it so much. Cassie's social media is <laughs> goals, man. Okay, maybe maybe I'll start paying attention to Drew Dilkins' Facebook page. If this is like a religiously posted thing, I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, he he posts a lot, and it's always dumb. So <laughs> this is his top ten. Number ten. All right, coming in hot. Coming in at ten is the impressive 14.6% year-over-year decline in crime thanks to the continuing great work of the Windsor Police Service to keep our community safe. (laughs) Starting off good here. Starting off good. 
Okay. Like, okay, so just we're not getting into this because this is a whole episode, but uh-huh. you know that cops juke stats to make themselves look good, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's that. And also, there was a fucking global pandemic and people had to stay home. Of course, crime was down. How fucking dumb are you? Oh, my God. Number nine. <laughs> what it's a just, good year. <laughs> that's number ten. We are in for some shit. Oh. Let me scroll up to number nine here. He doesn't. He posts so much. Where is it? Where the fuck is number nine? Number nine? There it is. Okay. And some of these like are just funny because they're so fucking boring. Like, just the most municipal politics bullshit of all time. <laughs> so number nine. The construction of the $8.9 million Dougal Avenue multi-use underpass and $3.5 million new intersection at Dominion and Northwood. Both big wins for traffic, safety, and flow between North and South Windsor. Which, hey, true story, but number nine in accomplishments at Windsor is a fucking intersection and a bridge? (laughs) Boring motherfucker! Okay, hold on. Which intern came up with this list? This this, this sounds like a nerd's version of a BuzzFeed article. Yeah, yeah, it is. This is like Windsor version of which potato are you? You fucking nerd! Which intersection (laughs) are you, Travis? Which I'm, crossroads of downtown represents you best? Is it? I'm, which, and why is it Oulette and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oulette and why not? It's <laughs> it's Elliot and Polisher, and I think you know why. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent Juilliard and uh, Wyandotte. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> you're underground a little. <laughs> yeah. You're dirty. I'm dripping. You're dripping. <laughs> You cause a lot of destruction and accidents. <laughs> sure do. No one really wants to be there. <laughs> Avoid it at all costs. No one lives there. No one. I live there. <laughs> well, not not at, at the, that intersection. Not at the intersection. Anyway, sorry. Around, around, adjacent around. To the intersection. Yes. Number eight. Uh, the June twenty seventh miracle: hand sanitizer giveaways and food giveaways. Remember that thing? Yeah, that's, oh that wasn't just Windsor, God. though. Everybody did that. Yeah, it was mostly for, to give away hand sanitizer and, and food. <laughs> you know, the same guy that, that literally oversaw the removal of homeless folks from a <laughs> railway cut is, is bragging about giving away food. Windsor well, did this- one day of charity, and people, uh, not all of Windsor, but there was one day of charity, and that's our, celib- that's our top ten. Not yeah. even like a week, not even like a and- month. And fuck your charity. And also, also that yeah, was mostly community-driven, too. That wasn't... That, yeah, when that, that was, was happening, of... I heard nothing about Drew Dilkins being any part of it in any which way. He no, did. He a... did give away. He did give away food. He participated. There's oh, pictures. Oh, there's him. pictures Ray, on the post. Drew Dilkins gave me a granola bar. Josh, Josh just <laughs> fell onto me. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, record-breaking residential development and remarkable growth. He also hashtags weird shit like <laughs> record-breaking and remarkable growth. Does he not know how fucking hashtags work? Anyway, <laughs> record-breaking resi- hashtag record-breaking residential development and hashtag remarkable growth as private construction reaches levels not seen in decades, giving our community a major boost. Ugh. And he posted an article from Remax said, "How did Windsor become the hottest housing market in Canada?" Oh no. Again, we we don't need to get into no, why. No, it's not. That's some fucked up shit. <laughs> no. But that's number seven. The continued immiseration of the working class is number seven for Drew Dilkins. Yeah. Good to know where he stands. Um, number six. Number six. 
Not even a pandemic could stop the city of Windsor municipal government from holding a safe by-election in Ward 7. So number six is the election of Jewean Gill, who's 0 for 2 on big decisions, by the way. Fuck him. Yeah. Like, I know he's killing me because he's the mayor, but also this list is killing me. Yeah. It's the most boring <laughs> list of all time. Yeah. I want to cut my face skin off right now. Also, you'll notice the absences. How about the largest protest movement ever seen in this or seen in this city since the 1945 Ford strike? Yeah. Do you think it made the top 10? I don't think it did. Spoiler alert. It did not. <laughs> I don't think it did. <laughs> Whatever. He's the mayor. He's not supposed to do that shit. Number five. The historic $4.8 billion sewer master... <laughs> The sewer master plan is number five. Oh my god, why is that? Like, I get that it's important, but fucking jazz it up a little. God damn it. Oh, we're gonna take care of your shits. <laughs> fucking ass me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Number four, are you ready, Mo? Oh god, no. <laughs> oh, I thought he was sleeping. Yeah, he's just, he's just oh god, no, it's just... Uh, Drew Dilkins is so boring. He's so terrible. Uh, this, is like... the, this is the fourth... <laughs> mo- the number four accomplishment in Windsor for 2020. Are you ready? Are you oh, ready for this god. fucking barn burner? <laughs> okay, when it's done, I gotta rag on Drew Dilkins some more. <laughs> the $5.4 million investment at Lakeview Park Marina. We <laughs> added... We, we added up. Hold on. We added a new floating dock system to safely withstand fluctuating water levels and more big boat slips, Fuck enhancing you. security, Fuck Wi-Fi, you. And, new, and new utility outlets. Oh, Wi-Fi. Look what the that. fuck? People can you mean you did things that cities are supposed to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, my. Oh, my God. No, I'm just still, I'm just still razzled by Drew Dilkins. And, like, we have Wi-Fi. It's 2020. <laughs> This is also just shit that cities have to do. It's not an accomplishment. It's just your fucking job. (laughs) Congratulations, you did the bare minimum. Jesus Christ. Okay. There's also a 2020 bloopers reel, so you you can bet that's a fucking barrel of monkeys. Holy (laughs) shit. Getting to the top three. Oh, this is brutal. I have to scroll up. Number three. Oh, to rag on Drew Dilkin sometimes because it's just like. Okay, whatever. But then we do stuff like this, and I'm just like, no, it actually is. But also, like, dude, you're a mayor. Why are you making, <laughs> first of all, why are you making top ten lists if you're actually making them? Which, obviously, he has some unpaid intern putting this together. Like, yeah, for sure. Sometimes when I look at Windsor's, like, political profiles, I'm like, is this some secret plot to just make our politicians look really bad? Like, do they just all have... <laughs> secret socialist workers that hate them and are just trying to make them look bad and trying to like expose them and we can wait, only like, hope. never wake up to it but it's like <laughs> what kind of mayor releases a list like this and is just like hey i we we built an intersection and my <laughs> we got wi-fi and <laughs> like this is this is the dullest thing i'm so i'm so like low if i ever had any interest in helping with local politics it is gone like i don't want to support a candidate anymore i don't want to vote i've been noted travis you've gotten me to take the black list this is peak this is peak windsor ontario though this is peak windsor ontario and peak drew dogans and we still we haven't even broken the top three and i'm already this agitated yeah oh it, it's it's gonna get better how is he gonna top 
We have oh Wi-Fi my God. in a public building. <laughs> <laughs> we bought some power bars. Okay, so number three. Oh, God. Council's unanimous adoption of the More Than Transit Master Plan, our eight-year roadmap to modernize public transit, including the acquisition of 19 new buses, uh, $1.9 million in route improvements, and a welcoming new executive director. And welcoming a new executive director. So, again, Windsor has the worst transit in the fucking province, and it's not... Well, Ottawa's pretty bad, too. Sorry, Mo, you've lived in two of the worst. I mean, at least we've got light rail. At least. it was clo- It's closed for three years, but we had it for a couple months. <laughs> nice. But seriously, the, the, he's bragging about the fact that we're only going to be sort of shitty in that department instead of really shitty. In eight years. In eight years. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Fuck it. That's number three, guys. Hold Banner on. year for Windsor. Hold on. This is this goes <laughs> back. Mo to literally cannot. This is literally their job. It's like, does this? Yeah. You weren't doing anything about transit. Like, I know you were doing <laughs> random stuff, but like, you didn't have a plan for the. For, like, you've been mayor for how long? Six to eight years now. This is like a, this is like a garbage man. This is like a garbage man just failing miserably to collect garbage for six entire years, watching his city turning into a garbage pile, picking up a fucking plastic bag and going, accomplishment number two. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Jesus. <laughs> it's worse than that, though, but it's like it's like the garbage man picked up a plastic bag and was like, in, in six to eight years, I've started. This will make it to a garbage bin. We will have made it closer towards having better garbage pickup. <laughs> we'll have a second plastic bag in six to eight years. And that'll be accomplishment number one on the 2027 list. Fuck, we're not going to get the 2027 list. Let's, let's oh, my God. Down. By the way, we're clipping this bit. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> number two there's still two more are you excited oh, number two council's endorsement of the seven million dollar celestial beacon oh, which fuck. will be a star or agricultural attraction agricultural architectural i can read attraction and community hub on our city's riverfront serving as the perfect home to the historic streetcar number 351 <laughs> i'm sorry for peeking the mic it's okay i'm I so mad about that any of that meant dude Oh, you haven't you haven't even heard about? Oh, we can't we can't open this can of worms. No, we can't. Just fuck. Just go do some independent. Re- We've talked about it on the oh podcast. God. Go do some independent research on the celestial beacon. Oh my god! <laughs> on my heart peace rate. Two point What's that? Is it going to be Peace Fountain two point or something? Oh yes. Yep. <sighs> worse. Worse. So much worse. <sighs> and it's going to cost seven million dollars. There's nothing oh better Windsor, Ontario could do with seven million dollars. Nope. Windsor, Ontario. Literally put buildings back on the riverfront after we spent decades removing them. I'm, I'm gonna throw up. It's unbelievable. Oh. Number one. Okay, let's... I'm okay. gonna give you both one guess, because you might get this. What is the number one accomplishment? Top ten YQG oh, achievements of 2020. Drum roll, please, as he says. He's really drumming this up. Please tell me this isn't Unintended. something to do with COVID. If it's if it's to, it, tangentially, it has something to do with COVID, but not directly. No, I can't think of anything other than them moving, doing, building the big new, you know, shelter thing. Or no, that wasn't a Windsor thing. That was a downtown mission. 
Oh, right. Oh, that winter. Oh, yeah. It was the yeah, businesses, yeah. downtown businesses. But you're close. It involved the building of a very big thing. Oh, my God. Is those it about the library? No. It's about those goddamn. We're not building a library. Well, Is I mean, like, the they sold the library. Rises? No, no, not the not the development. That's captured in the hot housing market one, I assume. Oh, oh right. There, it's it's the hospital. It's, oh, it's, oh, obviously. And we ha- you'll notice we have not built a hospital. Uh, but yeah. this is still the number one achievement. The number one achievement is council's endorsement of the new acute care center, new acute care hospital at County Road 42, and Ford, Na- and Ford Nation's vow to fight to fund it, making it his number one priority. As we say loud and clear, hashtag we can't wait, which was a taxpayer-funded advertising campaign to convince people to support the hospital project, which there's widespread widespread criticism of when again we've talked about that in the yeah, pod as well good cause, yeah i should that's number one that yeah that's horrifying the best thing we did boring this and year terrible just like you drew dilkins you fucking <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> the best thing we did this year was to take away accessible health care no we from... didn't even just just the decision just, to endorse the, it yes we've decided to be okay with Taking away, I'd have a little healthcare. more respect for it if it was actually something done something. But all <laughs> yeah, they, they did was vote. If they actually <laughs> acutely hurt the people, <laughs> oh my god! And then the celestial. Oh. <laughs> what a fucking shit show! <laughs> what a- I'm gonna have to figure out something to cut earlier. Uh, I don't know. It'll only be like an hour and a half. We've had we've had episodes that long before. Fuck it. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. This it is, really this isn't, fine. though. It's like... It's not fine. He could have... Why does this have to be a list about city council anyway? If you want to do, like, top ten achievements in Windsor or something, he could yeah. have highlighted or spotlighted or done something. But no, we're going to talk about inter... You built an intersection. In a year like 2020... Where you had mutual aid groups delivering groceries to people in need. Where you have fucking heroic-ass healthcare workers putting their lives on the line for us every single goddamn day. Your number one achievement is a vote about a thing. (laughs) In in a year where the Black Lives Matter movement has completely changed the political conversation around the world. We had sustained protests of thousands of people in this tiny-ass city... Every weekend for a fucking month and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Travis, where are your priorities? <sighs> it's not in his best interest for people to realize that the community can sustain themselves. God. Can can we just... No. And he just gets to it. be mayor for as long as he wants, because literally no one is going to vote against this guy. Oh, no, we're going to have Reno Bortolan as the mayor eventually. Yeah. And we're going to want to kill ourselves even more. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll beef up the railings by the river. So that instead of drowning, we just die from impact. I don't even know. He'd be a legacy project guy. He would be like, his entire thing would be about building shit with his name on it. Because he's yeah. got that big of an ego. Like, he's got a bigger ego than Drew, Drew Dilkins. is not really close. Listen, This if, is the most he, depressing episode. If he ran on a platform of just building himself a giant statue, he'd still be a better mayor than Drew Dilkins. Oh, marginally. I if actually he think were, he'd be worse. If he said, I think he'd be harder to fight. If, he, if his entire platform was nothing he actually wanted to do and just him building a giant statue of himself, 
like pointing towards America or something, I would float for him in a heartbeat. Like, done. There it is. Don't do anything. Just build the statue. You get my vote. Yeah, do only build the statue. Yeah. Do nothing else. I would vote for that guy in a fucking Important heartbeat. Caveat there. Build, build a statue to the yeah. one thing you can do well, Reno. <laughs> cook some fucking rice balls. That's all you got, bud. You make me want to try these rice balls in the worst way. And the funny thing is, is that like it was the owner after Reno that actually made them yeah. better. It wasn't even fucking him. It was his sous chef. I don't know how we got on Reno all of a sudden. He didn't do anything particularly this it's in the last few weeks. It's inevitable. <laughs> He'd be harder to fight against because he would never acknowledge anything. He'd just stand there saying, this is false. This, this is simply untrue. This is simply not true. <laughs> I respectfully disagree. Oh, he, ne- he never says that. This absolutely Probably. did not happen. Uh, well, I think that's that's all we got for yeah. this week. Um, keep an eye out on some on some things. We got some plans, and maybe maybe we'll do them. Maybe we got to get shit out to people who are patrons, patrons, because um, that's getting a little ridiculous here. We got to really do that. But I'm really sorry, guys. It's not it's not your fault. It's like it, there's a lot of logistical issues with COVID that have actually made it now very difficult. Yeah. So you know, like we can't just go to a grocery store to get soap baking shit now because uh, lockdown. Yeah, I know. But uh, people I mean, are understanding. You always just go to St. Bart's and, and make the soap there. That's <laughs> where the numbers will apply there. Um, That's true. I, I really, though, like... They got marine soap laws in St. Bart's. <laughs> this, week, this week we're doing it. I'm holding you to okay. that. Okay. We're saying this on air. All right. Yeah. Okay. We're doing it. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>
I'm gonna go take a fucking long nap, folks. This is false podcast at protonmail.com. Fuck. <laughs> 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 <laughs>